The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. one 800 913 this is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka only on the Blaze Radio Network. Second hour of Pure Opelka on this beautiful Saturday here in the constitutionally protected free speech bunker in the woods of Arden, Delaware. And yeah, I do live in the woods. So what? Actually, it's a little a little village, and there are a lot of us here in the woods of Arden, Delaware. When I say a lot, I mean 800. Not a whole lot, but, you know, enough. It is a, a strange community where I reside, and it's a community that reminds me every day of our diversity and the strength of our diversity. It reminds me that we are able to live with people of different opinions. And as a matter of fact... I think I would encourage it. I would rather live in a diverse community than be surrounded by people who think exactly the same thing as I do. It's kind of like saying, can you imagine when you heard one perfect note of a song and you said, my God, that's beautiful. That one note is just so gorgeous and perfect. And then that's all you heard for the rest of your life. How long would it be before you were stabbing your ears going, I don't want to hear that anymore. No, it's it's the the differences, the changes in the music that make you so interested, that that stimulate your brokaw and and make your brain engage. And and that's why I crave and appreciate and, and support the diverse community of thought in which I live. I'm surrounded by liberals, uber-liberals, progressives, communists, anarchists. Okay, there's only a couple of anarchists, and we know where they are, and we keep an eye on them. But I appreciate appreciate the chance to speak and, and share different thoughts with different people. And they're not stupid people. They're just misguided, as I'm frequently telling them. So when I, when I see places like Saudi Arabia as the president is being welcomed in the palace and, and they're doing the royal welcome for the president, so much of that culture appears to be locked into one kind of thinking. And yeah, there's a certain opulence and, and uh, great royalty there on display, if you can use royalty with air quotes. Uh, but we also know that in Saudi Arabia... 
there's not too much diversity of thought. And that would scare the hell out of me. Because you're not always going to be in, in the top tier, are you? And the minute you're out of it, boy, are you out of it. And let's not talk about what it is to be a, a woman in Saudi Arabia. We are, we are hopefully seeing changes in, in that part of the culture. Rex Tillerson, the Secretary of State, has been now uh, added to the party that is there for the royal event. You have the president and Melania Trump and the Saudi royal family and Secretary of State Tillerson, as well as uh, Jared Kushner and Ivanka are there. And there's going to be a lot of gift giving and coffee drinking, etc. But uh, this, is, uh, this is going to be an important trip for the president, and we will try and keep you updated and, and give you every bit of important information. Right now, it's just going to be a lot of ceremonial crap going on. They did have, when the president arrived at the palace about an hour ago, they had a military band playing. And uh, I don't know how well the Saudis do military brass bands. It reminded me of the, and I'm going way back here. You can find it on the YouTubes. The Mayberry marching band that was so awful. They weren't quite that bad, but they were pretty bad. (laughs) So uh, I don't know if you caught it. CNN didn't share it and MSNBC hasn't posted it yet. I would have grabbed it. but it, It seemed like it was like a good effort, but you guys don't do military marching band stuff really well so (laughs) let's maybe back off on that one but we'll we'll keep you posted there's a big royal dinner tonight and i think that's going to be the only time that we see anything i watched as they had the coffee ceremony they were pouring coffee they had a bunch of waiter type guys in these these white uniforms pouring coffee for everybody giving giving the family up front a little tiny cup of coffee and you take a sip all of them are armed. All of them are carrying a firearm on their hip. I'm just saying, anybody in America that has a problem with the Second Amendment, the waiters at the Saudi royal family royal welcome are packing heat. (laughs) Imagine a waiter walking into a dinner with the President of the United States with a firearm on his hip. What do you think would happen? Anybody... (laughs) That guy is getting wrestled to the ground and that firearm is getting taken away. Absolutely. All right. As I said, we'll, we'll keep you posted if anything happens right now. Nothing is going on, but a whole lot of, hey, glad, glad to have you here. Here's some real super strong Saudi coffee served by a waiter with a gun. Just the way we like it. Oh, it is funny to see. I wonder if anyone else picked up on that. If any of the other networks said, you know what? The waiters are armed. Hold on a second. How's the coffee? (laughs) Go ahead. Have another cup. Uh, You better tip well, too. That's all I'm saying. The question of the day, the vital question of the day has to relate to uh, the topic in Louisiana that is being brought up by many folks. And that's to do with the Confederate monuments and the Confederate statues, four of which have been removed in recent weeks. And all done with certain amounts of protest on both sides, celebration by some, anger by others. 
but I think in general there wasn't a whole lot of reaction to it locally. My brother's in New Orleans. I need to ask him about that, what he thinks. But So I asked the question, uh, is, it, is it okay, the removal of Confederate monuments and statues? Is it the right thing to do? Is it wrong? Is it okay, but display them in a museum, or can you decide? Well, look, I've said this before, and it, apparently I am in the minority here. If it's a problem, and look, slavery was horrible, horrible. One of the worst things in our history, but we corrected it. We don't have monuments to slavery. Oh, wait, that's what the Confederate monuments are. So I'm all for taking them down and putting them in a museum and educate people. Tell people this was, this was a dark time in our country's history. This was a horrible thing. And we were behind much of the rest of the developed world at the time in outlawing and removing and eliminating slavery. So I'm okay with it as long as it's in a museum, as long as we constantly educate people. So uh, apparently I'm, I'm in the minority. 6% say it's just the right thing to do. We should do it. 73% of you say it's flat out wrong and they should stay right where they are. 15% where I am say it's okay. Just display them in a museum. And 6% of you cannot decide. This poll will stay up for 24 hours. You've got about 23 hours left. And then tomorrow you can see the final results. And this is, again, part of what I mentioned in the opening of this hour, that we need to have diversity. We need to have diversity in thought and opinion and discussion. Otherwise, there is no real contrast in life. There's no beauty in life. There's just that one perfect note that eventually will make you want to take your ears and slice them off your head and fill those holes on the side of your head with clay so you can't hear anything again. And that's, that's not a, a look or a life anybody wants. So take the poll. Participate. The phone lines are open, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. Much to talk about today. I wanted to get uh, an update on the Anthony Weiner story, which we hit at the end of yesterday's show. At the ver- As we were leaving the air yesterday, the news broke that Huma Abedin had filed for divorce from Anthony Weiner on the same day that he admitted to being a, a sex offender. And now he's a registered sex offender, a guy who had been sending images, pornographic images, to an underage girl. At least one. And I was remarking on the fact that there was a Secret Service agent who basically admitted to the same thing in March of this year and earlier this week was sentenced to 20 years in prison. 20 years for doing pretty much the same thing Anthony Weiner did with two underage women, one uh, 15 years old and one 17 years old. Weiner admitted to as much. And then there were all the others as well. And so um, Weiner apparently has a plea deal that will give him anywhere between 
21 and 27 months in jail, but he could receive no jail time, zero jail time. And yet the Secret Service agent who committed basically the same crime is going, to, going away for 20 years. And oh, by the way, Wiener gets the summer off. He doesn't have to face his, his hearing, his sentencing hearing, until September 8th. So he gets the prime Hamptons time from Memorial Day through Labor Day, and then he'll have to face a judge. And oh, by the way, he's out on bail. There is a movie I really think you should see. It's called Wiener. And it's a documentary that nobody can believe Anthony Weiner gave these documentarians the access that they gave him. And this guy saw everything full unfold in front of him, the entire meltdown. And one of the most interesting moments for me was when Anthony Weiner, in sort of a, an aside in the conversation, talked about his political life and his failings. Do my personal relationships suffer because of the superficial and transactional nature of my political relationships, or is it the other way around? Do you go into politics because it's, you're not connecting on that other level? And, and did the technology that undid me allow me to be in touch with people and have kind of more superficial relationships? You know, I, I, don't, I don't, don't know. I mean, look, it gets back to... Yeah, the, the, the technology that undid me. The technology did not undo you, sir. You undid yourself. Again, we go back to the comment that I make many times in situations like this. The technology didn't undo you, Anthony Weiner. You did it to yourself. Remember, if you, if you take off your shoes and they stink to high heavens, your socks didn't make your shoes smell. It was your stinky feet that did that. Don't blame your socks, Anthony Weiner. Blame yourself. Michael Pelka on Pure Opelka. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Two thousand seventeen is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. We are covering the world today and covering some of the local stuff today as well. 
There'll be good news today. I, I've decided we need a little extra good news on a weekend. And, um, you know, it surprised me. It surprised me when I heard the story of the kid who stopped, who stopped the ransomware. That, that story that last week we were focused on here as this ransomware program had infiltrated hundreds of countries and gotten into computers, not only in private computers, but also into government computers in England and messed with the health system, gotten into some banks in Germany and also into some of the transportation computer systems and that ransomware that froze those machines. Well, the young guy who figured it out when he was looking at the code, the kid that Glenn Beck described as living in his mother's basement, a 20-something who was just a, an interested computer geek and said, you know what, there's an IP address that's in this code and I wonder who owns that IP address. He checked it out, discovered, well, no, nobody owns that IP address. I wonder if I can register it and then affect a change on it that would shut down the malware attack. And sure enough, it did. It did. It did exactly that. Now, that doesn't mean we are away from any future danger. You can just adapt the same software. You can put in a new IP address and it'll change and reactivate and people could put it out there again. But for the time being, that was shut down. It stopped. It blunted the attack on millions of computers around the world. For his thinking and acting, this young man was given a $10,000 reward. And you think, wow, that's actually pretty cool. You know, he didn't ask for the reward. There, there, I don't believe there was a reward posted, but this group said, here's $10,000. Thank you for being a smart, proactive, good kid. And most 20-somethings would take that money and, and spend it without even thinking about it, right? Well... This kid took that money, and, and what do you think he did? He's given it all away, all of it, to charity. And that made me just feel like, okay, okay, I got to take a day and, and be a little, a little less attacking of the millennials. I have to just step back for a minute and say, uh, you guys, there are those among you who make me feel make me feel better. And this young man who decided that the 10 grand was nice, but maybe he could do better with it elsewhere. So I am buoyed by this news. I am, I am uh, elevated by the news that the code kid, as we're going to call him, has donated the 10K in reward money to charities. And I guess he's taking suggestions as to what kind of charities that he can use this this newfound wealth to support. And in addition to that, I am also uh, buoyed by our own millennial, who if you haven't checked out our own millennial, who's out there showing the world that millennials aren't all bad, showing people like me that we need to give millennials a second look. Uh, our own millennial, Allie Stuckey, who's been on this show in the past, but Allie, and she will be on again. If you haven't checked Allie out, you should. When you're on theblaze.com 
and you go to the channels page. You go down the channels page. First, you find my page because I need to catch up to Doc Thompson. I need you to follow me on the Blaze channels. I need to catch up to Doc and Jeffy who have a head start. But also fo- follow me and then follow Allie and you will get, you will get her, uh, her videos, Allie's videos. And they're, they're two to four minutes every day and they're great. Hopefully, if she gets my message, I sent her a message last night saying, hey, can you join us in the eight o'clock hour? Uh, but, you know, being a millennial, she was probably out all night at the club. We'll see. But Allie and uh, Code Boy, you are giving me new hope. New hope indeed that, that the millennial generation is not one we should just write off. That the millennial generation is going to actually stand up and grab America and put it back on track. I can hope, right? When we get back, um, there's a questionable statement by a really big actor. And I don't know how I feel about it. We'll get into that. Uh, plus, um, Mad Magazine? Mad Magazine is mad. And what are they mad about? Well, we have the answer to that question as well. You may have seen the reason why they are mad. I think many of you did. What's mad mad at? We'll answer that question next. I'm Pure Opelka. Come on back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. You know, I, uh, I get surprised every now and then. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to do the history thing. I, I told you guys history. But I get surprised every now and then when a couple of things seem to weave together just naturally. They just seem to happen to kind of flow into one another. And this week... We heard that uh, Bill Cosby, who's on trial for one of the one of the uh, alleged cases of um, sexual impropriety that he is alleged and reported to have committed, only one of them apparently survives the statute of limitations. And Michael Smirkanish, a CNN guy and host at a radio show in the Philadelphia area. Michael Smirkanish actually scored an interview with Bill Cosby on the phone this week. It wasn't much of an interview because what did we learn? We learned that Bill Cosby's not going to testify in his own behalf at his upcoming trial. So talking to Cosby, we learned that Cosby won't be talking. Kind of weird, right? And then I read... Today, that uh, actor Brian Cranston, the guy from Breaking Bad and a number of other things, Malcolm in the Middle, remember? Brian Cranston is quoted in the New York Post 
saying you can still watch the Cosby show despite Bill Cosby's tarnished legacy. I was like, wait, what? Because I, I think, haven't they taken the Cosby show off all of the channels? I, I'm not sure. I think they had. Cranston goes on to say it's so painful and just so sad. He was at a, a red carpet event at the Cinema Society premiere of a film called Wakefield. He, Cranston went on to tell Page Six, quote, He abused his power in many ways, but he does... But does that take away the experience you had as a child? He asked, quote, when your niece sees him on TV and says, isn't that the guy? You say, no, hush up. He's a doctor. He does not do wrong. That's kind of a weird statement, right? Is it? Is it first of all, I need to find out. Does anybody know? Any of you out there in the vast and unpaid resource department? Is the Cosby show still airing on American television? I have not had a chance to look it up. But when I hear Cranston talking about this, I go back to one of the weirder, creepier moments from that show. It was a show on NBC that created the must-see TV Thursday night dominance on NBC, it made Bill Cosby a very, very wealthy and powerful man. Huge. At one time, I think 24% of all televisions in America were tuned in to the Cosby show. And then we hear about all the allegations made against Cosby of supposedly drugging women and then taking advantage of them. And that makes this clip that is making its rounds on the Internet, just it has been for years, that makes this clip even creepier. And then you tie in Brian Cranston's statement about watching Cosby and saying, isn't, if, if your niece sees him on TV and says, isn't that the guy? You say, no, hush up, he's a doctor. He does not do wrong. Well, let's go back to this moment on the Cosby show when um, the families were getting together for a barbecue and dad explained his special, air quotes, special barbecue sauce. I love your neck, honey. <laughs> well, uh, it certainly is nice to see them work things out for themselves. They haven't worked anything out for themselves. It's my barbecue sauce. <laughs> Your barbecue sauce. My barbecue sauce. Haven't you ever noticed after people have some of my barbecue sauce, after a while when it kicks in, they get all huggy-buggy? <laughs> oh, stop. I'm dead serious. <laughs> haven't you ever noticed that after one of my barbecues and they have the sauce, people want to get right home? Okay, that's creepy enough, right? That that just that part alone is creepy enough. And they cut to a scene of the the couples, the two kids with their other half and they're they're all kind of public dif- display of affection at the backyard barbecue of the Cosby house. And then it gets extra creepy. Let me tell you something else. I got a cup of it up on the night table and <laughs> 
I got a cup of it, I said. <laughs> Left it up there breathing. Why don't you give the chicken to these people that's going up and have some sauce? Anyone else creeped out? Anyone else? Brian Cranston. Can someone please show that clip to Brian Cranston? I, I'm I'm just stunned. I'm absolutely stunned. But, you know, Brian Cranston, part of the Hollywood elite group, he can say what he wants to say. Just amazing in the week of the Anthony Weiner admission, finally admission and confession, and possibly facing criminal time for his activities. The third time, third time we've been through the ringer with Anthony Weiner. And who's to say it's the last? We don't know. I still think he's going to get off without jail time. And then Bill Cosby, in the very same week, decides to break his silence to Michael Smirkanish, only to say he's not going to say anything. And Brian Cranston tells us, it's okay. Well, when is it okay? Uh, we're, we're, we're rewriting history because we, we don't like Confederate monuments out there. But Brian Cranston wants to support Cosby. It, does it feel like a little bit of a double standard? Yeah, I guess it does. It really does. Michael Pelka on Pure Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network on Saturday morning. Uh, today, we still have to get to, we still have to get to uh, the history lesson, and we will. And I have to thank uh, the Nerf Herder 36. I didn't know there were at least 36 Nerf Herders. Uh, but Nerf Herder 36 says, yes, Cosby is still on air in syndication. I didn't know that. I haven't searched for it. I think the last thing I searched for in the old syndicated show file was um, was Columbo, because you can you can find a Columbo on somewhere in the world uh, every minute of the day. But uh, I knew you guys would come through. I knew you guys would absolutely come through. And for the person who sent me the direct message and asked me why I'm not mentioning, mentioning a certain wedding today, why am I not covering a certain wedding, you guys know I cannot stand the royal family. I mean, I, they're fine. They're people. God bless them. Let them do it. But the whole concept of a royal family, to me, and the obsession over them is, is insulting. That's why we did this whole breakup thing. Back in 1776, anyone remember? Not a fan of the royal family thing. So I'm not going to be covering that royal family wedding. So no, thank you. But when we will get back, we do get back, I want to talk about uh, somebody who created something and turned it into an empire and made it something so spectacular, it became, it became uh, synonymous with America it stood for American freedom. It showed you the greatness of America and how an idea can change not just a person, not just a family, not just a business, but it can also change the world. This week's history lesson just around the corner on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Of course we will. Of course we will talk the Preakness just around the corner. I, I do have a, a Preakness pick for you. I know I failed miserably in the Derby. I, I, I absolutely got zorched. Zilch, zero, zippo, nothing. None of my Derby thoughts succeeded. However, if we can go back to the Kentucky Derby day, uh, there was a horse running two races earlier, a horse called Limousine Liberal. And I knew nothing of the horse, just that I was betting the horse's owner had a sense of humor and was a conservative. So I put five bucks on Limousine Liberal to win. And that was in the 10th race at Churchill Downs on that day. And uh, then I went and made my derby bets, completely forgot about it. I watched all my horses crumble and stumble and not do anything for me in the derby. And then I said, wait a minute, what about Limousine Liberal? And Limousine Liberal won. And so I, I actually, I had bet $75 on the derby in various combinations, lost every single buck. I had put five bucks on Limousine Liberal. And that paid $71.50. So it was almost square. But today, uh, we'll talk Preakness a little bit later. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing Jeffy's going to give you a little Preakness preview, too. Because, you know, we know what a mad gambler Jeffy is. He's just crazy about the gambling. Can't keep him out of casinos. He's, he's, uh, he's a high roller. He's got the whale suite. He's got all of it. That's probably not true. But Jeff Fisher and the Jeff Fisher Show follows this program on the Blaze Radio Networks each and every Saturday. One of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Jeff Fisher. Uh, and after Jeffy, Lawrence Jones, uh, the guy who I'm still trying to understand what the heck the opposite race is. And in, I think in two weeks I'm going to be visiting Dallas and spending some time at the, at the Blaze Mothership. And uh, I, I plan on sitting down with Lawrence Jones and exploring the concept of the opposite race. And we're going to get deep into that. Also, programming alert, programming alert, uh, June, what is it, June 7th and 8th or June 8th and 9th, I will be hosting the Glenn Beck program nationally. So you'll be able to join me on, on those days. It's the Thursday and Friday. And then also uh, followed immediately by Pure Opelka. So we're going to do that, that Doc Thompson six-hour radio thing. So put that in your calendar. I mentioned that, that today has a history lesson for us, and it does. Today has a history lesson about Loeb Strauss. Loeb Strauss. A guy that was born in uh, Butenheim, Bavaria in 1829. Loeb Strauss, Bavarian. Uh, a young man who came to this country in nineteen in eighteen forty seven so he was he was not yet twenty years old he was eighteen years old when Loeb Strauss came to America after his father had passed away. The Strauss family was in the dry goods business, and they opened um j Strauss Brother and Company in New York and did pretty well. And then the young man, Loeb Strauss, in 1853, saw what was going on with the gold rush in California and said, I need to be there. 
So he headed west. And young Mr. Strauss got to San Francisco and he set up another dry goods company, a wholesale dry goods business, using the family name. And he was the West Coast representative of the J. Strauss Brother and Company dry goods. They, they imported clothing and fabric and other dry goods to sell in the small stores that were opening all over California and the West as the West began to expand. In 1866, Strauss's company was doing well, and he, he built a, a bigger headquarters. He was known in the community, a young Jewish man who was succeeding in San Francisco. And it was in, in 1872, one of the regular customers of Loeb Strauss, who had, by the way, changed his name. He kept the Strauss name, but he was no longer Loeb. He was Levi. He met Jacob Davis, a tailor from Reno, who wrote a letter to him and said, I'm really impressed by the way you make these work pants with metal rivets on the stress points and the corners of the pockets, and the, it made them stronger. Davis didn't have the money to fill out the paperwork, but he said to Strauss, if you provide the funds and we get together, we can get a patent on this process. And Levi Strauss said yes. The patent for, quote, improvement in fastening pocket openings. That innovation that would make blue jeans possibly one of the greatest American inventions of the 19th century. They... They used to hire seamstresses who worked at homes, and then they had to open their own factory. Those 501 brand jeans, as we now look at them today, were known as the double X, denim waist overalls, top-selling man's work pant in the U.S., and by the 1920s, taken over the world. Levi's became currency at one point in the Soviet Union. You could actually bring old jeans to Moscow and live off them. All because of a patent. All because of an idea. All because of Levi Strauss. On this day in history, the patent was granted in 1873. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.